everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, it's not a spoiler-free podcast. We could mention things in this episode that happen in future episodes of the show because it's not spoiler-free. I am Melissa, and I'm here with my rectangular co-host, Fish. Fish, (laughs) how are you doing I love that smile you just gave me. You're like, hmm, it must be positive but also weird. Um, Sure, I am rectangular. I have four sides and 90 degree angles. And all of them want to talk about Future Shock. And the length of those sides can be different. They can be, you know, a lot of different lengths of sides can still be considered a rectangle, so. Almost any length. Really any, yeah. There's no limits. Fish has no limits. Okay. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it, shall we? What are we talking about today with Rectangular Fish and me? We're talking about season four, episode 12, Future Shock. Some of you may realize that we're about to head into an episode that I'm going to love so much. Um, based on all the things I've said in the past, <laughs> that's a spoiler for this episode. Um, okay, this one originally aired March 20th, 2002. So this was a good long time after episode 11. That whole winter break happened. It was directed by Keith Samples. It was written by Josh Rhymes. And our favorite intern wrote the episode description again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The collegiate drama ends its winter hiatus and kicks off the second half of its fourth and final season. Last December, there was no cliffhanger ending, and Felicity and Ben apparently were back on track with their relationship. All that may change when Lauren comes to Ben with some shocking news. Noel also revisits a past fling when he has a chance encounter with Zoe Webb, Sarah Jane Morris. Meanwhile... A frustrated Felicity gets little support from her mother when she starts pounding the pavement with Owen in an effort to get her art into galleries. Okay. I mean, we got the opening, but like it wasn't War and Peace. I mean, they did a previously on in the episode description. Fair. That's pretty impressive. Um, somebody got paid by the word for this one. Yep. Um, all right. Well, we're just in the habit of going from beginning to end. So, you know, I say we do the same thing here. Sounds about right. Okay. We're going to start with Sean trying to get Noel to ask her, who we find out is named Joanna, Mm -hmm. out. Ask Joanna out, Noel. By the way, Ben is in this conversation. So Noel just is still living at the apartment. And they're all having a conversation about Noel maybe dating again. I mean, Sean, Noel, Felicity, and Ben are all there, and Lauren will show up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a group. It's a group hang. It's focused initially on Noel's personal life, which I don't understand why Sean, the we must work all the time, 
entrepreneur is so focused on this, but uh, no, it's, it's Noel who instead is going to be like, I got to work. I got a lot of work to do. I'm not dating. And he will continue to just use this as his mantra Mm -hmm. ducks row. He's got his ducks in a row, ducks in a row, anything he doesn't want to do ducks in a row. Yeah. He's going to say that everybody's, Everybody's trying to push him. They think Joanna's coming on to him. Would you help me open my mailbox? Yeah. Because hmm. no, no one's ever had trouble opening their mailbox. Yeah. In like a non-sexual way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my go-to move. that's mine too. Darn it. Uh, busted. So yeah. So Noel, Noel's really, you're right. He's trying to keep it focused on work. He's trying not to mess things up in his life. But you know who thinks he should go out on the date in addition to Sean? Felicity. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You should ask her out. Nope. Ducks in a row. (laughs) Got to get them. Got to get them in a row. Um, Must get ducks, then line them up in row. Yeah. We're going to, fortunately, we're going to be interrupted by a knock on the door. Fortunately or unfortunately. I can't decide. I think unfortunately, but I'm glad that conversation got interrupted for Noel's sake uh it's lauren yeah i was definitely getting avery vibes and maybe it's just the knocking on the door and asking for ben like anytime someone a female knocks on the door and asks for ben all i can think of is avery yeah um okay but it's it's not avery no but it's still really weird energy isn't it and she's like oh look at all these people um can we talk yeah, she sounds, <laughs> I think she sounds panicky. Yeah. Um, but she's standing there with her curly hair and a red jacket, just like trying to, I guess not trying to be Felicity, but like, I don't like that she's taken over her look. Oh, okay. Well, we'll add that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing I would have known to add to the list, but here we go. This is this episode, Lauren, is like the most rational version of Lauren we're going to get for the rest of the I was going to say, like, I don't really have a problem with Lauren at all in this episode, other than no, this situationally, they create a situation you don't want for Ben or Felicity, yes. but like they're going to, they're like, this is not yet the villain co parent Lauren. Um, okay. They're going to bring her there quick, though. They still have her being somewhat realistic. Um, Actually, maybe totally realistic. I don't know. Yeah, I think she's very, very honest and um she's not she's being if she she's being honest, which I think is important. I mean, she she is pregnant, um, and she's having the kid. So yeah. what she's asking of Ben is nothing. She's like, look, I just want to let you know. Like you have the right to know. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I don't feel like she's being pushy. She's being very like, I get it. Like that's your path. Like you don't have to feel bad about that. Like I think she's being great in this episode. 
Yeah, she is. And, and I will also say that I hate a line that the writers threw in, but uh, we'll get to Ooh. that when we get there. That's, that's going to be quite a minute from now. Um, okay. But she, she really cuts through all the storyline nonsense that they probably would have gone through in any other season because they got, you know, they've, they, they've got a pace to keep up. They've got to graduate these people of episode 17. So mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to spend time with some of these questions. She's like, okay, I'm pregnant. It's yours. I'm keeping it. You don't have to <laughs> be in this yeah. situation. It's like oh, the the questions that Noel and Ruby had to work through over mm-hmm. a series of episodes. They need this sorted out in five minutes um, or less. Yeah, it was a short scene. It was a short scene, and it was so much information that Ben's just physically reeling. Yeah, I just put shock. Yeah, Ben's just in shock. She says a bunch of stuff. And the only thing he can get out is, and you're keeping it? She's like, yes. And I'm not asking you to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'll call if you and want. And he just stands there. <laughs> um, it's a lot of information. Yeah, it's a lot. And then Lauren's going to leave and Ben is physically holding himself up against a wall. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to go back into the loft where everybody in that room is still just as playful as they were before. Mm-hmm. except for ben yeah. and uh ben is going to give felicity a look they're going to exchange looks and i i don't know i think felicity knows something's up even right then yeah he's definitely different when he walks back in yeah it's not great it is noticeable um and then your favorite reason number one scene why i hate this episode um okay so Dear Sally, what the actual? <laughs> Why did we need not, this? Not only is Felicity sitting on her bed with a tape recorder talking to Sally, she has straight hair while doing it. I mean, I I honestly don't know if I could think of a worse thing to happen to you. And And I'd like to ask, I'm sure all of our listeners want to know, were highlighters thrown? Yeah. And you know what? I almost penned a very angry letter to Josh Rhymes, who should know better. <laughs> this man has written or or taken the lead on writing quite a few episodes at this point. Okay, guys, get it straight. Get it straight. These are not new people that I can blame. All right. There are there is more than one blameworthy infraction in this episode, and this is the first. Yep. Dear Sally. We haven't yep. heard from Sally in seasons. I mean, she's not an issue anymore. <laughs> she died. She was buried like years ago. Years. Do we have no other device to get this point across? Her only point is it's the beginning of second semester. Everybody else seems to know where they're going. The future is barreling towards me. I mean, she literally repeats that like six times in this episode. Fish, look at this face. Yeah, it's not a happy one. You can't see it. Yeah. 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 It's it's not happy. It's shaking back and forth. There there is a highlighter in her hand that I'm slightly worried for. (laughs) And she just threw it. video evidence we have it's it's just not it's not acceptable so i mean the all this to say she's worried about the future yeah uh, um she could say that to nobody else 
Anyway. No, she says it multiple times. Uh, she's, yeah. <laughs> so redundant. Um, okay. So the other thing we're getting here, and this is new information, is she's been showing work at galleries with Owen, who is now a friend. Um, yeah, and a super supportive friend. I mean, I how amazing is Owen? Just so enjoy Owen. Yeah. And I am more and more and more interested in this universe where Pam and Owen are a thing. Right. I was thinking that. Yeah. I was like, oh, Owen or like... Hammond? Oh, <laughs> oh no, we'll work on it. Um, okay. So we're going to see, so all of that is in our dear Sally, but then we're going to actually see the walk and talk from Owen and Felicity who, you know, they've been going around to galleries and they're commiserating because the gallery owners just flat out don't want to look at their portfolios. They don't want to see work from new artists. But I did enjoy the way they said this. Felicity, I think, is doing a voiceover. And she says something like, you know, Owen and I are heading down to, like, whatever street. And we're going to the galleries uh, where, you know, all the artists go to show their work and face rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in this whole arena of of showing artwork and everything owen is the eternal optimist yeah yeah he's a good pairing for felicity i think as a friend um as god knows she needs it with some of the other people around her yeah well you know she doesn't she doesn't really have has she had a friend like this because she's got the megan's and the elena's who are these very like i'm going to tell you you know tell it like it is i'm going to get real with you Julie was, you know, now I know our listeners love Julie. Um, <laughs> Julie, I guess you could go either way with it. She was like sometimes, supportive in yeah. the moment, but then there may have been some underlying snake-like tendencies yeah. that we have been alerted to. We have been, we have become aware of the situational yeah. frenemy situation there. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if Felicity's had a lot of just like. I'm going to be your cheerleader. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely Javier. And I think more and more, Ben is becoming like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the ver- if he's not like a complete optimist, he's at least there to say, you're great. Everything's going to be okay. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, Ben has done that. Like the, no, you'd be good if you ran for office or the, no, you can do this pageant thing, even though I thought the idea was ridiculous when you first said it, but now it's like <laughs> obviously what you should do. Even um, though so, I'm yeah, still laughing. Yeah. He, he has, he has had that energy. And, and now in this episode. Mm. Well, Owen can see that Felicity is pretty down on these gallery owners, not paying any attention to her stuff or his stuff for that matter and Owen's like you know it took Saison years for people to look at his stuff yeah there's gonna be a, a lot of repeating of just Saison yeah Saison's gonna get some name checks here in this in this episode for sure um and you and I think also what I like about the fact that we're going to hear this regurgitated a couple times is that it really gets into Felicity's head, which tells me like she's valuing his she's really valuing his input. Yeah, I mean, every other time we hear it, it's from Felicity. Yeah, 
using it to other people as like a justification or an explanation. And I, yeah, it, it says something to me about, about what that friendship means. It means a lot more to her now than we've seen. Like, I, I feel like we've not seen a lot of stuff happening off screen and that relationship has gotten real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, he's going to say, okay, let's get some food. And they're going to go get some food. We are going to head to Ocam. Yes, we are. Uh, scene with, yes, the whole class, but really our focus is Ben, Trev, and Hodges. Yeah, I, I like when the focus is on Hodges. He's quickly becoming a beloved character for me. Um, so Hodges wants to talk to Ben and Trevor after class, which is an ominous sounding thing. Right. Because it's said by Hodges. Yeah. Um, and that's not really the focus of the conversation between Trev and Ben at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's actually more along the lines of, I might be a father and Trevor being, you know, the cynic saying like, you sure it's yours? Yeah. Trevor also mentions, I didn't even know you guys hooked up. So it's interesting yeah. to me because what we get in this conversation is that Ben is confiding a lot in Trevor, has been, but didn't tell him that. I don't think he told anyone that. I don't think he told anybody that. But yet Trevor knows, like, all this time, you know, like, Trevor being like, oh, yeah, you sure you don't miss Felicity when when Ben couldn't admit that to himself? And, like, Trevor knew all that stuff because he's just been spending this time with Ben. And he's been reading him correctly. And, you know, Ben obviously tells Trevor a lot. He's a friend. He just kept all of this secret. But now that this thing is blown up, he's going to lean on Trevor. Yeah, but it wasn't a huge thing until now. It was yeah. one night four months ago yeah like and he had been spending time with lauren because of his dad like there's no reason trevor should have picked up on anything else like he Mm -hmm. went out with her ish a couple of times and that was it and ben and felicity were broken up yeah so you know all fair game unfortunately there have been consequences yeah um so now we're gonna go after class we're still at ochem Trevor and Ben are going to go up to Hodge's desk to figure out what Hodge's wants to talk about. Trevor has an idea. <laughs> He's like, is this about last week's lab? Because, you know, we can do it over. Ben looks at him yeah. and he just shakes his head vigorously and that's Scott Speedman way. Yeah. He's just like, Hodge's like, no, that's not what I wanted to talk about. I'm here to ask you to be my research assistant on a study I'm doing for publication. Yeah, which is unheard of as an undergrad that you would get your name. I mean, being a research assistant, sure. But getting your name in it, you as a research assistant, you don't usually get that. Okay. Um, and I, I really liked... When Trevor was saying, you know, oh, we're going to get our name on it. And Ben's like really happy. And you just see the small Hodges smile. Yeah. He's got these micro expressions that mean the world to me and to Ben and to you. Yes. I love them. I love Hodges. Um, (laughs) I love Hodges and Ben. I love, I, 
Hodges by himself wouldn't be great without Ben, you know, like there's something about their, what, what we all know is underneath that, that dynamic that makes Hodges better. Um, But he's, he's going to be very clear. He's like, look, this is serious, Trevor, no mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. Trevor. Yeah. Um, it's my research, Trevor. Um, yeah. Um, but they're into it. They're, they're okay with those terms. They're happy with those terms. They want to do it. Yes. So now we are going to the next thing that we're going to set up. We'll just say there are a lot of short scenes. Yeah. Especially in the beginning where they're just getting all this stuff. I mean, they are setting up a second half of a season here. So they have a lot of, and as was noted in our wonderful episode description, there was no cliffhanger (laughs) ending last episode. Mm -hmm. So they have to start, you know, building from the beginning. It's true. Oh my goodness. Well, we are going to be in a, I guess, a waiting room for um, a corporate office. And it's a, we're having a little pre-meeting between Sean and Noel. They're just, they're just getting ready for their pitch. Should we use revitalize or re-energize at this part? And they're going over the benefits of both. And then Zoe yeah. shows up. She does. She walks right out and I'm like, oof, that's your competition. Yeah. Um, it's the competition. And she is. Yep. Web. What is it? Web, Web design. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like she's coming out she's being nice she looks good just like ruby um and she and noel are gonna have a little you know blah 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 and then she's like good luck with your pitch gotta go and uh sean who has moved on from joanna is like hey she's into you yeah sean I guess feels a connection there instantly and he's been trying to push Noel to have a social life um no no mentions hmm. say that again what is Noel's response well ducks row ducks row ducks in a row ducks in a row I mean I guess a couple material things happen well a lot of material things happen in this conversation but Zoe so Noel tells Zoe that he started a business, which is nice. Um, that's probably good information, the important information to be dropped here if we are going to know that later Web Group Graphics ends up hiring Sean and Noel because he couldn't really do that if they were already, you know, representing a larger company. That would just yeah, be which I'm employees. still confused about. I'm confused about how that works, but okay. Okay, well, we'll get there. So he's set up that information here. Um, and then we're going to see the look that Zoe's dad gives to <laughs> Noel. Oh, my God. It's like the death. It's the look of death. A little scathing. He would like Noel to die. It's not great. Yeah. Um, but after all that, Sean's takeaway is she's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what his he i don't know does he a good read of character is he not like i don't know I if think he had a lot of information no he's pretty much looking at, at what she looks like she's yeah. beautiful and i guess i don't know maybe he maybe he feels like he knows Noel enough to like read Noel's energy i don't know 
I mean, Noel's been pretty much a shell of himself for a long time now. And <laughs> maybe he perked up just enough for Sean to be like, oh, Noel perked up. Um, I don't know. Uh, so we got that. And now we Noel have to... is, Noel is going to say Ducks Row. And then he's going to kind of go, oh, no. I just realized something else. We're not getting that account. Yeah. Yeah. Groove Graphics is certainly a bigger company with a bigger budget. So they probably have a more impressive pitch about what they can do. Um, Probably also a significantly higher price point, though. That's also true. Um, You know, you just you never know when when a client's going to like what it brings to the table when you've got, you know, this partner, two guys and their, their passion for the job versus this big firm. Like you never know what's going to end up appealing to the client, but it's a scary thing for Sean and Noel to see this big company competing against them. So, all right, well, we have to move to another thing we want to set up here. Oh, I remember how much you love this. Megan's gonna Megan has been assigned an acting class or she has to do this acting class to graduate similar to the experience that Ben had I guess freshman Megan's Megan here uh, here's my thing if you're gonna bribe a professor to get out of class a hundred dollars isn't gonna do it so we're gonna open the scene with Megan offering a hundred dollars to the professor to let her out of the class now, first of all, can't she just drop the class and like get another one? And if she can't, how is being let out of the class any better? Because she still won't graduate. What she needs to do is offer her significantly more money for an A for not going to class. Right. You know, Fish, don't try to apply real life logic <laughs> to this episode, okay? Um don't hassle us with your this is how it works in the real world i'm gonna remind you of that when we find out that lauren is four months pregnant oh it's my least favorite line (laughs) of the whole episode you've already hurt me i'm cut to the core i was gonna say you don't get it both Uh, ways (laughs) um well, I'm going to have so much to say about that, but let's give this awful part of the episode. It's to, well, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Obviously there are some holes in how uh, registering for classes works and what it would look like to drop it. But the point is Megan doesn't want to do an acting class. Um, Javier's going to show up because he's got this class too. And he's like, oh, great. You're here. Be my scene partner. And then all of in we're gonna do something about all about Eve. How does he even know? They just started this class, didn't they? <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. Um, I mean, maybe Megan skipped the first class yeah. just in the hopes of getting out of it, yeah. and then was told by her guidance counselor, i.e., Noel, um, <laughs> that she had to she had to take it. But, you know, look, I am comparing this to Streetcar Named Desire. I am giving this all the points because they are 100% right. Megan would be fantastic 
as Margot Channing and All About Eve. I love All About Eve. Mm -hmm. And if there was an act like an, you know, a black and white actress that that I think Megan could nail, it's Betty Davis. I mean, come on. So you're in you're in good company because Javier seeing it too. He's like, I know what you would be a great fit for. Yep. Yep. So all about Eve is what's coming for us. It's a great movie. Anybody who hasn't seen it, go watch it immediately yeah. after this podcast. Listen to the podcast all the way through. And then yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because like I'm that. not gonna ruin it for you. Get your priorities straight, folks. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean there's classics and then there's classics. Right. I'm not going to say which one of those things we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to the loft. <laughs> ben, for once, is not studying. He is staring off into space, just staring. Sure is. Uh, Felicity is going to come in looking pretty disappointed because she's just had a whole probably afternoon of rejection. Yeah, from Pizza John's. Well, no, Any- the Pizza John's said they think she has a lot of talent. They looked at her slides, but nobody else. Ah, did. okay, good point. So, but do, do we think perhaps, perhaps this was a reference to Papa John's? And I'm just saying Pizza John's sounds an awful lot like Papa John's, the pizza place. Okay, that's fair. It has named John in it. I mean... They always and it's seem a pizza to, place. Yeah, they always seem to like the name John in pizza places. I think Natalie at one point had gotten, she's like, I got your favorite pizza from Johnny's um, oh. at that one point with Noel. And I want to say, what was the fake number? Or no, what was the not fake number? Oh, when yeah. Noel slept with Felicity and he told Richard that it was Sandy from, yeah, was it Pizza, pizza John's? Place. It could have been. I can't remember the name. We of the need place. one of our wonderful research listeners uh, to to research this and, and just find out. Yeah, is that is this the pizza place that always gets brought up? So, <laughs> okay, it's not like really important, but we're curious. Um, so Felicity can see that something is wrong with Ben. Yeah, like almost immediately, she's like, "Ah, oh, pizza job. Wait, what's wrong with you?" yeah <laughs> it, was, it was a nice moment yeah he can't he won't admit what's going on um he can't he can't do it it's not so much that he's he just needs to get his ducks in a row before he brings this conversation to felicity because he will um he's not going to try to hide this for the whole episode but he doesn't have his back straight yet so he wants yes. to know exactly how many pieces of bad news he has to give to Felicity before he starts doling them out. Um, turns out he's going to have a lot of them. Yep. So it's instead, bad. he's going to share the information about the research assistant job. Yeah. And that will explain why he has to be gone so long. You know, like every 12 hours, he has to go check in. And here I put can Trev be trusted with this? Yeah. Oh man, was I wrong about that? Boy, oh boy! Thank goodness for Trevor. I thought you'd ever say that. Nope. Well, um, Trevor didn't help. I mean, he didn't take over, but like Ben, yeah, yeah. Ben was the one who really 
Oops, wet bed. the bed on that one. <laughs> That's the clean version. Um, mm. Yeah. Ben says, uh, because of all this stuff that he has to do with Hodges, he says, okay, so I can't have dinner with you and your mom tonight, which is the first we're hearing that her mom's going to be there. Um, it took him a good long time to mention that in this episode. That's like kind of a big deal, but um, so there's a lot of stuff to get through. We did have a we lot had to of talk stuff about to ducks. We had to talk about acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ben is apologetic that he can't be at that dinner. He mentions, I know you don't like to be alone with your parents. And Felicity's like, you know, it's okay. It's just my mom this time. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. Oh boy. Yeah. It's that was rough. To smithereens. But Felicity, you know, as she's hearing Ben's news about this research assistant position, this is affirming what she mentioned, you know, in the tape to Sally, <laughs> where she's like, oh, it's really coming together for everybody. And for her hearing this about Ben, it's like, wow, things are really coming together for you. And she says that to him. And Ben just looks sad. But in reality, things are actually falling apart. So, yes. you know, it's unfortunate because for Felicity, it's like, it looks oh, really man. good and he's like i my whole life everything i wanted happening now what's happening yeah well all right so sean is still working on this whole noel social life situation it's a little project for him and he's going to invite noel to the corner bistro with him and megan Noel was gonna hard pass on that in favor of a microwave dinner, which is, I mean, look, from the way he was kind of uh, poking his fork at it, seems like it just wasn't in the microwave long enough. Like, it seems like the corn is perhaps still frozen. So, okay, like maybe he's not a big fan of this microwave dinner, but I feel like it's almost like an excuse. He really does wanna call Zoe yeah pick her up on that offer well and and so sean before sean leaves he just gives a sort of ominous warning if you don't leave this apartment you won't meet anyone okay um yeah that is sort of ringing in noel's ears when he does pick up the phone he calls info looking for zoe because that's how that worked yeah i don't know how she hasn't given him her number at this point but okay well, that probably would have happened um, Had they the not first time they hooked up if they hadn't gotten interrupted. And he's certainly not going to call her office. So, yeah, even though he knows she's there alone, yeah, sitting on the floor, drinking wine and eating pizza. So true. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go to Felicity and her mom at dinner. Yeah. And I just want to say... The first line that I wrote down under under what, what how I write, you know, what people say or what I'm thinking about them, I have a little arrow. And so the, all I wrote at first under Felicity was, great, Cezanne, Cezanne. Mm-hmm. So hopefully yeah. you can decode that for us. Okay. Well, what happened at the start of the scene was that her mom is looking at her slides um right and then her mom was like okay so how does this work so you go from 
gallery to gallery like you basically go to door to door and see if they want stuff and plus it's like well yeah and then I get rejected because most galleries don't consider work from unknown artists and she makes an offhand comment about you know it's kind of scary to think that I'll support myself like this and then her mom basically says the line that sets up their conflict for the rest of the episode yeah your father's worried about that too yeah I, I think that's a fair conflict to have at this point mm-hmm. like felicity is putting herself out there communicating with her mother about her fears for her life uh, or her livelihood and her mom's just like yeah that You're is valid. worrying <laughs> like oh. you may die alone and from malnutrition in the street yeah. daughter of mine Good I will parenting. say, like, I know that, I think, I feel like, um, you know, Eve Gordon doesn't get a lot of episodes with this show, but when she comes in, it's always pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, and I don't, up. I don't know how listeners feel about her because I don't think we're meant to be loving. Like, if you're meant to be rooting for Felicity, her mom often does not seem to be, like, <laughs> on her side. But I also think they give us for just like pound for pound for the amount of time Eve Gordon is on the show. They give Barbara Hunter is what we're calling her now. They give her a lot of really interesting stuff and like a lot of depth to it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see in this scene the continuation of her mom having a full life outside of these moments with Felicity, Mm -hmm. Um, which I, I think is interesting and something i appreciate but we're gonna see so so when her mom mentions yeah your father your father's been worried about that so first of all they're still communicating with each other yes i think they'd have to if they have felicity and they have to figure out finances and stuff like that but if they're just talking about like their worries um then yeah it does seem like they're having at least cordial conversations i guess so right so i'm curious where they stand but we're certainly not gonna learn more about that here um felicity is immediately gonna realize she went down the wrong path and she's like no it it should be fine like hey look it took saison years to get his footing and her mom's like i love saison okay okay so that's where the two saisons came in got it yeah yeah so okay we think we brushed that under the rug except we didn't (laughs) Because then her mom says, okay, so I'm, here's my update. I'm studying for my real estate license, you know, just, just kind of happened. You know, one thing led to another, boom, real estate. Felicity has a reaction to this. She's like, okay, well, but you don't really like real estate. Like what, what happened to your writing? Like what you were passionate about? Yeah. And she was, and she like even goes specific. She's like, oh, but you were writing these short stories and like that you had, you know, you, you loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, Her mom says, well, it just wasn't realistic. Yeah. And then she money, she takes the next step. She says, Mm. you you could think about real estate. Hey, we could do it together. She gives her what Tom Harris's business card from the corporate office in San Francisco. 
Um, yeah, but she says, you know, you can talk to this guy about New York. So she's yeah. not asking her to move back. Yeah. And for Felicity, it is a hard no. Yeah. That's a no. I'm doing art. That's what I'm doing. She does, however, take the card. Yeah. And Ron says, just a thought. She just backs off. Um, I mean, I guess what's interesting to me is, so look, we're watching a show called Felicity. We have been following Felicity for four years. We're supposed to love Felicity. Sometimes you and I uh, don't love all of her actions. We don't always love her behavior. Um, yes, we always in, love Felicity. We don't necessarily love her behavior. Yeah. In this scene, I guess if you're coming from a standpoint of we stand Felicity, we're here for her. You would feel kind of threatened by her mom saying, mm, you sure you don't want to take a more realistic path that's a little bit more predetermined and perhaps more secure. And, oh, here's an option and maybe we could do it together. Like, um, it feels a little threatening if you know that Felicity is going to have to go down like another, you know, whole bunch of rounds of, no, I'm trying to do art. Remember when we said that all these years I've been saying I'm doing art. So, so you feel that way about it, maybe. But then when I actually look at this scene, they're both judging each other hardcore, both of them. Yes. And like Felicity is just as much at fault for that. And I think they're both doing it maybe from a defensive position. But mm -hmm. Felicity is like, you hate, why would you make a stupid move like real estate? So where is Barbara supposed to like, <laughs> but you know, like, Hey, your life choices that you feel so great about don't love those either. You know, it's it's just like this really weird energy between these two that is not set up for success. I mean, I think it in all fairness, um I do think her mom starts it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know that's not a really good uh like thing to say like you started it, but you know, her mom has come in, she's visiting, and she has an ulterior motive. And the mm -hmm. ulterior motive is to set her daughter onto a track that is more stable in her yeah. mind. Yeah. And she she does come with worry, but she does also come with judgment. Mm -hmm. And Felicity is going to turn around and mirror that back to her, which yeah. is, you know, she, it's not great um you know she's gonna kind of have a meltdown uh it's but... like tethered just enough by the end of this conversation where you could be like okay that wasn't a complete train wreck but then we're gonna get to a conversation later where the gloves come off and yeah. it's like ooh, yeah yeah it's interesting that these two can't it's like her mom is seeing felicity making these choices earlier in felicity's life to go after the things she wants to do and her mom didn't really have that opportunity because she was pregnant with felicity and then jumped into a marriage with the guy who got her pregnant so it's just like probably a really weird tension within barbara hunter who you know it's like she's only just now getting to have her felicity years you know like the the this experience that her daughter is having of discovering herself she's having it now 
all these years later. Is she? Except is she? So I guess in a way, Felicity is trying to Todd Mulcahy her right now. But is this what we need to be doing? You know, it's just like, where are we going with this conflict between these two? And I don't know. I think it's uh, an interesting conversation. And there are a lot of shades of other moments in the show that are coming through for me. Yeah, I think that age does make a difference. And mm-hmm. the relationship of mother-daughter does make a difference. But fundamentally, I think they are two different people mm-hmm. who have very different um they put a different weight on security yeah um and her mom has also always lived this i mean not always but since being married to edward Mm -hmm. had always had this wife of a doctor lifestyle and has probably grown very accustomed to it so and it's just very not only is she scared for herself but now she's scared for her daughter and the thing is they don't know how to communicate with each other because they fundamentally not only do they not value things the same they mm-hmm. don't understand how each other value them yeah um and maybe i'm projecting i'm definitely projecting but i've had these conversations mm-hmm. where i'm like ah okay if i if I could only explain, like, if you could just experience my life for, like, I don't know, like, a couple hours, and maybe I could experience yours for a couple of hours, but, like, that's not possible. So it just feels like there is this wall yeah. of communication that is very, very difficult to get around and the only way i've been able to deal with it is ignore it just Ah. don't talk don't talk about that just don't talk about it yeah i mean it doesn't surprise me in the least that barbara got this opportunity right because as the as the wife of a doctor who we heard in season two um in that episode where there was like the in honor of dinner for edward and it was like oh no you should go to your go to that with your dad you know he loves those things and no you should go with your mom no you should go with your dad so there there was that whole bit but I get the sense that she had to go to a lot of that stuff as his wife she probably Mm -hmm. was very good at networking and she probably continued to be good at networking as she's reinvented herself. And so I'm not surprised that she found her way into any, an opportunity like this. Um, It seems like a natural fit for her and from where she is right now. And, uh, you know, maybe she thinks maybe this is the path for her daughter, but that is an obvious miscommunication. Yes. Oh my, oh my. These two. Here we're, here, we are going to switch to some very direct conversation. Ben has shown up at Lauren's apartment. He is going to knock on the door. She's going to answer looking not so great and invite him in. And he is going to refuse to come in. He's just going to stand in the hallway because he's got something to say. And then he wants to leave. Yeah. Nothing he wants to say. We want a paternity test. And Lauren's like, okay. And then he leaves. Yep. He says, I'll set it up. And then he leaves. Yeah. 
Okay. Very direct communication. Utility scene, just moving things (laughs) forward here. They don't want to waste time over multiple episodes with all these steps. So they're going to wrap this up right quick. Um, I mean, fair, but also good communication. mm -hmm. Like she doesn't take it personally. He says what he needs. He's going to get what he needs. And she's like, okay. Yep. It's actually, I actually like the way that they're communicating. Sure. Give it a minute. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. um, We're going to head over to the ladies' apartment where Megan and Javier are watching All About Eve. And Megan is feeling increasingly insulted. (laughs) As you would. Mm -hmm. Just like, wait, wait, wait. You think I'm like that? She's the worst. Yep. And Javier's like, you mean just like you? Mm. Mean? You're mean. You're a mean, 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 mean person. It's like the writer had you in his head. (laughs) (laughs) And then Megan is going to prove his point. I mean, she just, she she also takes off the gloves here. I mean, takes off the gloves, hitting below the belt, like all the words. Well, you're you're not like the lead of this film. He can act. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I'm not Margot. Javier's pissed now. He's like, you're more Margot than Betty Davis. And this was her <laughs> signature role. <laughs> yeah. And Megan's just like, you are never going to be an actor. It's you're never going to happen for you. You are just some sad manager at Dean and DeLuca, and that's all you're ever going to be. You sad, 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 sad little man. Storms out. Meanie. Yeah. Wow. These two. How can't these two make it work? I don't know. Um, (laughs) So many reasons. We're going to go to a a better conversation because Mm -hmm. in this universe, it's still last night. It's so funny when you they play with time in these episodes. Zoe and Noel are at dinner. You know, the dinner that replaced the TV dinner that he was having yesterday. Um, that's yep. it's last night, and they're having dinner, and she's not she didn't apologize for the night that he got fired. So she's gonna she's gonna go ahead and do that by proxy. Um but they both acknowledge that they were both in a bad place. Mm-hmm. And they've recovered. Mm-hmm. Actually, Noel says that, doesn't he? I don't know. All I wrote down is that Noel has really cute, nice hair. Oh, okay. So there's <laughs> that. Um, I think Noel says, yeah, it looks like we've recovered. And so it's kind of like, uh-huh. Um, hmm. and her dad, and so then he makes a comment about her dad he's like um so your dad kind of wanted to kill me today i don't know um <laughs> she says it's just that he really wants the account and you're the competition oh is that all it was Zoe? you sure yeah i don't think that's all it was probably not all it was no um but zoe is very glad that he called and they're enjoying their dinner mm-hmm. yeah so then it's the next day again yeah <laughs> <laughs> and ben is uh he's getting himself the paternity test they got the blood they're taking some blood he's very serious about it um so i look i've already said it so it's been four months i didn't look it up i should look it up 
um, when you can actually get a paternity test because they actually do have to go into the womb and take blood from the baby. And I think that can be a little dangerous. Um, but Lauren does not, you know, she, she doesn't say anything. DNA so. testing can be done as early as the end of the first trimester, starting any time after the eighth week. All right. So we've had a whole month. Um, okay. So at least that's on track. Yeah, that's that's not inaccurate. Um, great. Good on you, writers. You got to stop to watch us right twice a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know if you folks can tell, but I'm, I'm just gearing up, mm-hmm. gearing myself up. Um, we're going to go from Ben getting his blood and drawn to Ben being pretty absent-minded in the lab. Yeah, he almost adds some acid that they've Nitric already. Acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they've already added and and I mean, would have done it. Go. Yeah, <laughs> like here's where we're like, oh, okay, good thing Trevor's here. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Trevor's and like, this... whoa, we did that already. Stop yourself. Slow your roll. And then he yeah. he takes that moment and sees the human moment. And he's like, it's not going to be your kid, Ben. Yeah. I mean, he does ask, he's like, you know, do you know about the test? And he says that and Ben's like, my head's just not in it. And and Trevor here is being supportive and helpful. Yeah. When in reality, Ben is actually becoming a liability. Yeah. For Trevor, which when was, when was the last time I said that? Um, never. never. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we're going to go to another moment of good friendship. So we're going to go to the studio where we've got a Felicity and Owen scene. I like these scenes. Yeah. I enjoy these too. Felicity's like, well, this is depressing. This whole thing, all of this. Clearly they're just not getting any bites from these galleries. And Owen's just going to be like, it's cool, man. Life works itself out. Just chill. Only he doesn't say it like that, which would be super annoying. Well, first Um, he's like, they should be depressed at the stuff they're selling. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well played. She's worried if they're going to ever sell anything. He's, he's got really Natalie's philosophy. Life just has has a way of figuring these things out. You know? Yeah. There's a theory of relativity and there's that one. Yeah. Um, and Felicity is here going to repeat to someone who isn't Sally and is actually in the room. Everyone else knows what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. since Owen is not dead, he can actually respond to this. Yeah, that's handy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Felicity is saying, doesn't it bother you that we don't have a career path? And she starts to recount what was happening with her mom. She's like, my mom thinks I should be a real estate agent. And Owen is sort of like, well, you know, it just depends on what you want with this whole career path thing. Plus like, well, yeah, that's, I guess that's the issue, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> no clue what I want. I don't know. Yeah. She's like, you know, everyone else, like, is going to have a job, you know, everyone else has jobs. And Owen's just like, everyone else hates their job. 
Like yeah. that's the depressing part. Like he's just going to be super supportive this whole time. Yeah. Um, nice as guy, Felicity um... flounders. It's, and here's what I don't get. I mean, she knows what she wants. She wants to be an artist. She's taking steps in that direction. So what's up with the floundering? I mean, just because you're not there. Yeah, it's hard. But why keep saying you don't know what you want when you do and you're going after it? You do know what you want. You're just facing some hurdles. Yeah. You're not that confused about life. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's just maybe wrongly articulated. I think it's like other people seem to be making headway. Yeah. Um, and she's getting a lot of rejection you know it's this is part of the path for the thing that she wants to do unfortunately but yeah so she's gonna go home and get hassled a bunch by javier who's still (laughs) he wants to be proven right yeah he's got all about eve queued up and he's like who does this who does betty davis in this movie remind you of who of the people you know (laughs) <laughs> Such as your freshman year roommate, yes. like Megan, and he's like, "See, I knew it." <laughs> um, and Elaine is gonna uh, crash this party, uh-huh. and uh, and be really excited. She's like, "I got a letter from Columbia Med School." And they're like, "Did you get in?" She's like, "I haven't opened it." Yeah, she's gonna so make one of them open it. Yeah, well, I mean, Javier's just gonna grab it. Be mm-hmm. like, "Let me do it. I want to do it." Yeah. Javier reads the letter and it's an acceptance letter. Elena got in and everybody's so excited until yes. like for like three seconds. And then Elena leaves the room and plus she's like, oh my God, another person who's got all together. I know her face and the way she walks as she like Felicity kind of she doesn't quite crumble, but she, she's having trouble staying like, like upright. Yeah, and she's walking into her room and just sitting on her bed and looking super depressed. In this moment of all the feelings, she's going to pull out the business card her mom gave her of Tom Harris or whatever his name was, the guy from the Palo, the San Francisco office. Yeah. Yep. It's temptation. It it's is. Right there. Sure is. Well, we're heading back to the loft. We're gonna and in go. more exciting news. No one Sean and Noel got the job. We did. GCC Corp picked them. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, and so Noel's like, great. We got the job from CGG Corp. And then Sean's like, and also we got an offer from Web Group Graphics who wants basically to hire them as subcontractors. So they say they want to hire us as independent contractors, right. which I don't really understand because they're if they're independent contractors but then they're going to get a salary are they getting benefits like what exactly is i mean i get they're bringing the account in-house but now what they're working with other people like i'm very confused as to the hiring situation here I, I think I think this is another situation of the writers not having the particulars accurate. I, you can bring so Sean and Noel got the account. They are still going to do the account, but they're about to be absorbed by Web Group Graphics, um, 
so while not maintaining their autonomy. So either it can be either way, right? So like, for example, if, if um, they could, you could consider them subcontractors for web group graphics, but in all of these iterations, if they are contractors, they aren't getting paid salary based on like yeah. IRS law. I don't know. I can't imagine it was different in the early 2000s. The whole point, I, the difference between an employee and an independent contractor is you're not getting a salary. Right. You're not necessarily getting, but there are ways around this where you could be getting like regular pay or you could be on retainer and it could look like the predictability of a salary. So but like, it's just what, using the term understand. salary. That's a problem. Yeah, I don't understand what web graphics is getting out of this and what they're getting out of it because because they get to say because because they now can put logos on their company website like we work with the following business and it's still true. Um so they still have all of this kind of coming in under them. Um if you just like Nolan Sean got the offer, but they haven't signed the contract. So it could be that the money is going to be routed through web group graphics. Okay. Because that's part of what I was wondering. Yeah. Like we don't know the terms of the contract. So it could be that it's stipulated that this, this division of web group graphics is going to be delivering the, um, the basically solely interfacing with them. So they probably have to figure this out before they can confirm any contracts with CGG Corp because it's going to change the structure of it. Yeah, because I was going to say, if they're subcontractors, web group graphics would have had to win and then they could bring them on as subcontractors. You don't subcontract to the person who won. No, um, but in these circumstances, Nolan and Sean can bring this to the table in their negotiations and it can be built into the contract up front where like they are now representing web group graphics, but they are going to be the subdivision that exclusively manages this account. And I guess what I'm wondering, is this a permanent thing or is this for the one project? Uh, Deb, you will see where that goes, but this, the relationship they end up having looks on the surface like employees. Um, so right. it could be that the writers of the show didn't really have the the details. They're basically of, being acquired is what's happening. They're basically being acquired. But unfortunately, if you use both the term, we're contractors and we are on salary in the same conversation, yeah. then you've got a conflict that was created solely by the writers. I can find ways to make either of these situations happen, but not it's both just, at the same time. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to assume that Noel Crane slash sean blumberg or blumberg crane graphics has been just Let's is now subsumed yeah. yeah yeah has been acquired by web group graphics and or it's a division of web group graphics like yeah. think of it that way it like exists. within their contract they may have you know some autonomy and like you know they may remain like have some control over what they decide to work on, et cetera, et cetera. And that they but will like remain basically. a team. Like there are yeah. certain things that will be- You can put like, that in. Yeah, yeah. Again, okay. that would be a second contract that they'd have to pull together yes. with web Well, graphics, I mean, they're getting acquired. But... Also, web, graphic, web group graphics should be paying them to acquire them. So mm -hmm. just saying. 
But yeah, anyway, so so like not we're so not sure. going to end up working all the details out of this, but you will sort of have a little bit more conversation. We can, we might put a pin in this conversation for some number of episodes in the future because there may be a little bit to work out more information for us to assess this later. Um, but all of this to say that as much as it's so, Noel's like I don't know about this being acquired by Web Group Graphics thing. Sean's like, look, I ran the numbers we should do it. It's a really good, like, it's our best offer. It's our best opportunity forward here. And I was like, yeah, having said that, <laughs> I had a date with Zoe and I want to see her. And Which Sean like, just completely ignores. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but money right. and stability and the future. Remember and, all that? And you never should have listened to me in the first place. Don't ever listen to me except right now. Right now, listen to me. Yeah, and then Noel's going to appeal to him as a friend. And he's like, look, I, I do want to see Zoe. Like, I think I found somebody that I can care about here. After years of chasing after somebody, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, here she is. And then Sean, he's like, oh, my heart. <laughs> That's more important. You're right. You decide. Remember? Friendship first. And and Noel's not shutting it down. He's just like, I need time to think. Yeah. And Sean is going to get my note from an optimist here because, um, oh, Sean, he's like, (laughs) this is better for our lives and our futures and our stability, but darn it, friendship does come first. (laughs) The fact that Sean can make friendship come first here, you know, that's a lovely sentiment that friendship comes first in a business and they, they set it. Sean means it he's you know it's a beautiful idea I don't know that everybody would be able to back off as quickly as he did in this situation but it was really touching especially knowing that he's been worried about Noel's social life for the whole episode (laughs) and you know it's like man you can't just be alone forever I don't want you to be alone yeah and then the very first opportunity he has not to not be alone if Sean were just to be like, no, be alone for business. <laughs> that wouldn't work. Sean cares about his buddy. He does. Even though you was giving him the stink eye for the whole sleeping with Felicity thing, we're going to ignore the fact that he's, you know, just kind of glossed over his whole buddy-buddy friendship with Ben since, you know, Ben and Felicity seem to have worked it out, Yeah, I guess. So now he's, you know, Sean gets around. I'm not going to lie. He gets around. You know, he's got Megan. He's got Ben. I mean, he had Richard. Now mm-hmm. he's got Noel on the side. Sure. I mean, Sean's, yeah. Sean's Sean, surrounded himself. Turns out Sean's got the best work-life balance of the bunch. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we're going to head to a... Uh, ugh. I don't know. Yeah. A more unsavory part of the episode. And uh, Felicity is leaving a message for this Tom Harris figure about real estate. I uh, like that. I wish that was his title. Tom Harris figure of real estate. Yes. She, nice. she leaves the message, but it's just this very like moment of truth kind of thing for her where she's like, I'm doing this. And then she leaves with purpose. Yeah. She leaves it, the I, I put... She calls Tom Harris, she leaves a message, and it motivates her out the door with her portfolio. 
Yeah, like I want to not have to take this call from Tom by the time he yeah. calls back because yes. I've got something so much better in the wings. That's what she wants. Well, we can't have it that just one half of this couple is floundering. So Ben gets his paternity test results. The woman's like, hey, you're going to be a dad. Has she ever delivered these results before? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, she probably should have taken a, a bit of a test, like, you know, check the room, check the vibe of the room, take a look at the guy. How old is he? Um, but yeah, it's a positive test. And let's just say not the most positive reaction on Ben's face. No, he's not loving it. He's not, not loving the, it whatsoever. Not the most positive yeah. that he's ever been. Um, now we're going to head to a part of the episode that I kind of enjoy. Um, <laughs> and I really wish I could describe for you what this music is in the background. Because if I try, I'm going to get the wrong genre. Hmm. Um, it's Felicity in a gallery. In this very like sanitized sort of like environment with this woman who's like sort of creepy Stepford, but but negative. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Wait, She's wait, wait. Blank. You don't think the Stepford wives are negative? Are they well, the I positive? Guess, I I don't know. Like, there's nothing. There's no uh, smile with a message underneath it. She's like blank with like a judgment underneath it. Um, yeah, I at first blind. thought she was like the secretary. Like I thought she was admin and Felicity was walking up to her and she was like, nope, we don't have time for you. But she is not in fact the, um, you know, the holder of the gates that does not allow the riffraff in the door, which is the vibe she was giving. She's actually the curator. Yes, so. <laughs> And but she this still like, has that vibe. Yeah. And she, there's like this, I don't know. I'm going to call it like electronica. I, I don't know. I don't know what this music is, but it's exactly the right vibe for how creepy this scene is and how creepy this woman is and how like <laughs> uncomfortable the whole thing is. And Felicity is going to come up and just say, take a look at my work. And she's like, no, we don't accept new artists. And she's like, take a look at my work anyway. And the woman's <laughs> like, but still, I'm sorry. No. We don't do that. And she's, <laughs> walk away. she's literally going to stand up and walk away. Mm -hmm. Felicity's like, wait. <laughs> um, she's got like no, nothing valid to bring to. She's just like, I have been going around all day. Everybody is saying the same thing you're saying. And I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. She gets, she has to give a personal appeal. She's like, I've been yeah. to 50 galleries and not one of them will even look at my stuff and the woman cocks her head yeah she's like in an animatronic way i, I see where yes. you're going animatronic yeah. is a perfect yes yes uh she cocks her head and she says okay <laughs> and she takes felicity's portfolio and she takes the slides and she bends down over a table with a little magnifying glass she looks at one maybe two of the slides she folds up the portfolio she puts down the magnifier she comes back around the table all very composed very animatronic she hands the portfolio back to felicity she's like thank you and felicity's like oh so you're 
you're you're still not still not interested no i'm sorry and we've had a request um from one of our listeners to add a new uh segment oh let me read this one i will wait it i i have a um i'm actually naming it oh so this is um what we are going to call the uh for going forward this this segment will be called the colleen tembus mini dick move of the episode look what you did colleen wrote to us and said petition to create new segment mini dick move of the episode when someone isn't quite the worst i laughed out loud when fish said mini dick move yep colleen look at that this whole thing named after you named after you so this is what we've got the woman who says no twice looks at one one maybe two pieces of art hands it back and says thank you doesn't even say like no again just says thank you uh it just completely blows off felicity mm-hmm. this this curator gets the colleen tembus mini dick move of the episode award wow right here um well deserved yeah well deserved although i enjoy her very much Yes. Something about this scene is so memorable to me that when I like, and and remember, we are in the second half of season four. Some may know, not my favorite part of the episode of the show, Felicity. And so when I see moments that I remember well that I love very much, I'm like, oh yeah, that happened here. Okay. Yeah, and it's not a look. She's not being a complete dick. She throws Felicity a bone. She does look at her stuff. She just doesn't, she doesn't say I'm going to call the cops. All right. That would be a real dick move. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a mini dick move. Yeah. And when I say I love this woman, I acknowledge I love her because she is creepy yeah. and, and customer robot. service polite, but <laughs> not more. And she yeah. does this weird cock of the head that's meant to signal all the things she's not saying, <laughs> but she's thinking um it's just you know just a little bit of time on screen for this actress but so magical and yeah really Mm -hmm. if I were going around from gallery to gallery and encountering people like that all day long I would I would be pretty depressed about it too yeah I mean I feel like she probably is maybe two or three steps up from like gbt chat you know, like there'll be an interface first and, and eventually there'll be like a robot that looks like yeah. us. But like if the instructions to the robot are like have human interaction, but also do not take new artists. This That's is what you'll get. perfect description of this woman. Yeah. You nailed it. I'm not saying anything yeah. else about this because I can only mess it up. <laughs> That was great. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, after that remarkable moment and a seg- a new segment named after one of our dear oh, Um, my God. All the magic just happened. That really lifts this whole episode up for me. Thank you. Um <laughs> Well, I actually really love this next scene too. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we're at acting class. We are at acting class and Megan and Javier 
have a scene to do. And it is, in fact, going to be the Betty Davis scene that Javier wanted. Mm -hmm. And the two of them are just pissed at each other. Yeah, before the scene starts. Yeah, I mean, Megan is mad about being compared uh, to this aging actress who was just angry and the worst. And Javier is mad because Megan has said that he will never make it as an actor and will only ever serve muffins for the rest of his life. And they're going to bring that energy to the stage for the perfect scene. And Mm -hmm. it's the scene from All About Eve where basically these two characters are just yelling at each other. I mean, and being mean. Yeah. Being really mean to each other. Yep. And they nail it. They nail it. And the whole class applauds. And Javier's very excited that the whole class applauds. And Megan is like bitterly confused. Really? I thought she was surprised. I felt like she was surprised and like almost kind of starting to open up to it. It was like, wait, this is the reaction? So we had two different interpretations of her look. I was, I was like, what the, like she had this look on her face like what the yeah what the and i had more of a like wait what huh see i i missed the aha of it all i i just had like a you people thought that would like come on folks um <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know i mean your interpretation works better for where this goes than, than mine does but who knows yeah. now i'm just gonna let uh melissa rant because oh my God. i have been waiting for this ben uh, is at lauren's he knocks on her door again she opens it ben is like this is crazy you've known about this for four months and said nothing <laughs> lies and deceit well writers explain to me okay it's the start of the second semester, which should put this around mid to late January. No? Mm-hmm. Okay. When did they hook up? After Thanksgiving. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There correct. are not four months between the end of Thanksgiving and the end of January. Yeah, some might say there's only two months. I mean, mid January, perhaps 90 days. I mean, perhaps. I can do this. Six weeks. Now, let's say they were playing to play, trying to play with time. Okay, this this aired late March, so there were about four months between late November and March. But these folks are going to graduate at the end of April by those standards. Mm-hmm. So now we've got a five month pregnancy. If you want to go by that rule, yep. Yep. But see, I guess what they were thinking is, we'll fool them the first time because it's in real life. If it's been four months, not in the show, but in real life. And then you're going to start watching the show again, which starts in mid-January, and then they won't graduate until May or June. So you just have to 
you have to use the parts of the math that they want you to use. <laughs> Writers, you should be ashamed of yourselves. There are way too many benchmarks that we all know. Pregnancies do not last. A healthy, full-term pre human pregnancies do not last five, six, or absolute best case scenario if we give you all the credit in the world seven months seven is a, a major stretch like it, because we're recognizing that this is not a premature birth right right this may be right. a healthy baby delivered at full term okay yeah. this is not a thing writers i would have appreciated if you had just not even tried to throw in lines about timeline because you're wrong well they did have to I mean, they were benchmarking it by saying a paternity test could be taken. And so the four month mark, I think maybe lowers the chance of, it can be dangerous. You gotta put a needle in the womb. So if you want a paternity test. Then hmm. do it two months after this. <laughs> I can't even with these writers. What? Well, that would, that'll be what, like next episode will be oh. two months later since they have to get from mid-January to May in how many episodes? What are we on? 12? Five? Sure. So, yeah, they could have done it one episode later. Look, sure. <laughs> sure. If you're going to, if you're going to sit here in a writer's room, okay, this is not an accident. They, at the start of the season, would have had a big whiteboard or a wall with a bunch of, of I don't know, index cards. I don't know how they did it. But you get, you get a big picture of the season. You say, here's where we're starting. Here's where we have to end. What are our major tent goals? Then you put, you know, episode by episode, the rough scope of what needs to happen. And then you assign it to some writers to flush the thing out. They looked on the board and said, it's impossible, but we're going to do it anyway. And then they have the chutzpah to tell us it's been four months. I, I yeah. can't with these folks. And something I'm just noticing now as I'm looking at my notes is that I kind of feel like the conversation that then occurs between Ben and Lauren is a bit like Melissa being Ben and Lauren being the writers. Okay. So Ben, Walk me through that. ben says slash Melissa says, uh, four months, what the hell? And then the writers are like, look, you don't have to participate in watching this. Sure. All right. And then you're like, well, then why did you tell me? Clearly, you want me to know something. And the writers are like, look, just thought you want to be part of this part of the story, you know? And Melissa's like, I don't want this child, <laughs> but I can't not see it now. And the writers are like, this is happening. All right. You do you, but this is happening. And then Melissa throws a highlighter, gets mad and leaves. 
I'm getting a slow clap from Melissa. You can't hear it, but that was really good. I um, I I like how you weaved to get me back on track. I liked how you weaved my rant into this scene. Mm-hmm. That is how it plays out ultimately. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's his stance here is pretty. He's like, I'm not. I'm not going to be part of this. I know you're giving me an option. I'm in college. I want to go to med school. I know what I want. This isn't it. She's like, All right, it's happening anyway. Nope. And that's, and it's not even really an impasse. It's like, oh. this is the decisions. Yeah, um, she's like, I've made my decision. Yeah. Like, because, because Ben is still waffling a little bit. He's like, you know, I don't want to raise a child, but I can't not see it. And yeah. she's like, look, I get that that is your thing, but this decision has been made. Yeah. So like you make your decisions. That's on you. Mm-hmm. I've made mine. Yeah. And then Ben just storms off. Yeah. That's what happens. As he is wont. My goodness. Let's go to Dean and DeLuca. Sure. Um. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Noel is going to meet with Zoe again. They had a great time last night. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I think this is another example of like the the timing of the like the timing of the different storylines in this episode is just really wonky. So don't try to pretend this is all one day, because um, <laughs> I mean I don't know how quickly you get paternity test results, but yeah, I feel like that would be more like a three day thing. But I don't right, know. I, like it doesn't seem like a we'll have Look, it. I have never day. had to personally take a paternity test. Neither have I. So it doesn't seem like a thing that has as quick a turnaround as a night to a morning. Um, yeah. So I don't know what to tell you, but. Um, but I did just uh, just watch another thing where like they took an old school version of the paternity test, or actually, I guess it was a pregnancy test where they injected a frog with urine from someone who might be pregnant. And if the frog laid eggs the next day, you're pregnant. I don't know if that's real, but it convinced me. That feels like a really legit thing to bring into this discussion. (laughs) Nice, nice. Nicely done. It could be. Could be an overnight thing. I don't know. Maybe it involved a frog. Who's to say? All I'm saying, folks, is like, "Mm, give a, give a, just look away from the timing of all these things being, you know, but, but they've done that before in other episodes. Um, so Noel and Zoe are meeting up. They had a great time last night. Um, Zoe though is immediately trying to put the brakes on. She's like, you know what? It's a bit of a weird time for me. <laughs> I'm seeing somebody. Noel gives her this look that just says, of course you are. <laughs> Like, it's like a sigh and a, uh, yeah, that's about how this would work out for me. I apologize. I looked it up. Uh, paternity tests are available in two days or longer. For an additional fee, some businesses offer same day or one day results. Now, he was at a student clinic. I don't think that was an option. Yeah, probably not. Okay. It does not involve a toad slash frog. Yeah. 
seeing, well, you know, and that's how you know it's legit. <laughs> um, if you're looking for your place to get a paternity test and it doesn't have the frog option, I'm not sure what you're doing with your life. <laughs> um, ooh, okay, all kinds of misinformation. We're spewing over here. That's fine. Um, Zoe gives it the old, can we just be friends, maybe? I know. Ah, now you have to know. Yeah. Noel's just like, look, uh, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Not thanks, again. but no thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's the definite thanks, but no thanks response. And then we're gonna see Noel, you know, similar to what we saw Felicity do early in this episode, where she like did this thing and then inspired her to take the opposite action. So Noel's gonna go back to Sean at the loft and he's gonna say. Let's just say yes to Webb. No more complications. Let's let's just do it. Sean's like, but wait a minute though. But wasn't there a complication? <laughs> Noel says, Zoe has a boyfriend. Complication removed. But Sean's still worried about it because Sean's being a good friend. He's like, wait, 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 wait. It won't be weird. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. What's it? Yeah, that? it's gonna be weird. But they're gonna get a salary, so you know. Yeah, he's like, maybe it will, but it's our future. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, you've said that Zoe has some mental health issues. Look, all I have seen from Zoe so far is, like, boy to boy to boy to boy. And I don't feel like this show would deal with this. But I'm kind of feeling like, is she a sex addict? Like, no, they're, that's not where they're going with her. Um, okay. It's more of like the depression. Uh, she actually, like she and Noel, as they get to know each other a little better, turns out they have a lot in common. Okay. So, but the way they unfold it with Zoe is a little bit convoluted and weird. And I think I, I get a feeling it might frustrate some of our listeners um, just based on some initial reactions that I've heard. But again, I think we need to look at Zoe through the lens of they're trying to figure out how to like communicate mental health issues in early 2000s. And I think it's often not a flattering picture on a woman going through this stuff. And so I think it would be, it's definitely more accepted of women than it is of men. But they're going to make Zoe seem really... Um, I don't even know what word I want to put to this. Like, I don't know if it's hot and cold or flighty or like, I don't know if we would look at it. I don't think we look at it as manipulative, but it's like, they're going to make her really, um, unreliable. Unreliable is a good word for it. We'll have to, as you get to those episodes, we'll have to see like what your gut is, but it's gonna, it's gonna seem like she's just this, she's just I don't know. It's almost like when people talk about the emotional woman and how that can be offensive, I feel like it's going to play into that and Mm. it's not going to feel great as a watcher and as a woman in, you know, sitting here in 2023. But I also think that they were not sure how to paint, paint the picture they were trying to paint, or maybe that's the language they had. So I think we kind of need to look at her through both lenses okay um i mean unreliable is not a bad word to use for some people who have depression um it 
it is a mental illness. It's like if you are like someone who loads boxes and every so often like you break your leg and you can't come into work because you can't load boxes with a broken leg. Um, I mean, that's, that's the translation of depression. So if you want to call that unreliable, I mean, I guess it, it, in I, one I sense, it kind of makes sense, but in the other sense. sense yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think that does kind of, we'll see, we'll see if we continue to talk about that way as we get more episodes from her, but before they, like, if you consider the depression angle a reveal, before they reveal it, they're going to need to show Zoe being kind of hot and cold with Noel, and then Noel's going to have, and I think it's the healthiest thing of Noel that we're ever going to see from Noel, where he's going to be like, look, what's going on? Yeah, like, like I don't, I don't want drop, like I don't want weirdness. I don't want this. Like this is this is a professional environment for me. Like if they're working together, like he he's gonna he's gonna have really good boundaries for himself with her. That leads to her reveals along the way, like multiple reveals, and uh, I think the way they do it makes people be like, "What is up with Zoe?" Hmm. Um, okay. But I do think when looked at through the lens of like, she's always had this mental illness or like, you know, she's been in this weird patch with her mental health. Um, I think that you can have a different conversation about it now. And I I just, yeah, like it, it looks like a personality trait, but it's a different thing yeah. as they're revealing it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I know we've spoiled a ton about her storyline here, but like, she's already she's already starting to do stuff you know like we're already starting to see this like oh we're what's up with her sort of thing going on um and when not a spoiler free podcast yeah and it's only these moments when she's pressed by noel that she starts to be like but i like this relationship and i need need to figure out how to get myself together but it's not a thing she can get herself together on you know so it's It's like if you have a mental illness like it's like oh like i really like this relationship i want to pursue it here the things i want in my life but like she's probably already seeing a therapist she you know Mm -hmm. it's like you don't just quote fix it yeah this is not a thing like this is an actual disease yeah listeners i don't know how you all feel exactly about zoe i know that i feel like there's a little bit of hedginess out there but i think fish and i are going to have some really a lot of conversation about this i think we're gonna have a lot to say so i think that zoe will be a character that gives us a lot to say sounds good so i mean we'll see i'm kind of glad that i spoiled you on this a little bit fish before we head into her stuff because i think it's better to know some of this Mm -hmm as we're seeing her character unfold. Okay. That um, makes sense. And I mean, we're now going to look at Ben and Trev here. Ben it has been a little unreliable. Yeah. He didn't check the experiment. Um, but he also has a lot going on in his life. Yeah. Trevor's the first one who's like, what happened to you? 
And then that clues Ben into, oops, he missed something. So he's going to walk up to the front of the room in Oakham. He's going to try to talk to Hodges, who is going but, to shut him down. Yeah, but before he does, he lets Trevor know the mm-hmm. kid is mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so that Ben's happens. gonna try to use the oft used. I've just used oft, well, three times now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna use the expression that we all love. Uh, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. Rogers is like, no. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I'm already looking all- for a replacement for you. Yeah. So yeah. Ben just kind of walks walks back to Trev. He's like, you know. And and Hodge, Hodges specifically says to him, class is about to start. You better take your seat. And instead, Ben walks back to Trev and says, he's already looking for a replacement. Like, doesn't matter. Gets his stuff and leaves class. Yeah. Now, if we remember from the first time he was locked out of class, were he to miss a second class, he would fail. Yeah. So apparently yes. Hodges, Hodges is kind of, you know, he's he's loosening up a bit. Yeah, he has a different relationship with Hodges now. So Ben Ben leaves class, um, but he's gonna he's gonna come back to Hodges later to address it. Yeah, Hodges isn't quite the stickler that he was with Ben before, but. We're going to go to Felicity's apartment. Her mom comes in. Her mom arrives. Felicity lets her in. She's still getting ready because they're supposed to go to a play, I believe, right? Yeah, I don't think they ever mentioned what play, but I guess maybe this is the dinner and the play that Ben couldn't go to. Because it's still that time. I I don't know. Here we are with time. Um, Um, Let's not try to figure it out. Yeah. It's just going to hurt our heads. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where, like, I would rant. Like, her mom's coming in, and I get it. She's trying to be supportive. But she's basically causing Felicity to just have a meltdown. Mm -hmm. You know, Felicity is already, you know, I said this with the last conversation, but, like, Felicity's already freaked out. She's like, I am trying to make this work. Like, this is my career path. Like, I don't want to do real estate. I get that I called the guy and you're real happy, but that's not what I want to do. Read my lips. Mm -hmm. No new real estate. No. Mm -hmm. Um, And her mom is, she's kind of backing off, but she continues to push this pressure. You know, it's this, it's just this soft pressure, you know, and, and it just, it just breaks Felicity. Yeah. And she just, again, gloves off, like maybe putting some, you know, what are they called? Steel knuckles. Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. I went with steel. Yep. Uh, Both would hurt. Yeah. And just start swinging. Yeah. And how they got there didn't make a lot of sense to me because her mom just said, I just don't want to see your heart broken. And this is about 
this is about art, not Ben, <clears throat> you know? Right. So like, I don't want to see your heart broken, which is a little clunky for me, but they wanted to use that line so they could get to Felicity's rant, which is, well, you know what breaks my heart? You doing that stupid real estate thing. You've given up. It's pathetic. Oh. And she doesn't want to be pathetic like her mom. Yeah. You know? Ouch. I mean, it's again, it's this wall of like her mom trying to to get Felicity's life in order for her. Yeah. And Felicity saying, not only do I not want, like, not, not only do I want you to support me and to make me feel better, like as my mother and actually believe in my artwork, mm-hmm. I don't want that life that you have. You're the coward. You're the one who is, you know, just, pathetic and so like neither one of them are communicating well at this point um and i won't say that one is worse than the other because her mom does have more power in this situation uh she's you know she is older she is her mother um felicity has been very honest with like this is what i'm doing I want you to be more supportive of it. I don't want you to like try to get me into this other career path, but then she, you know, she takes, she takes off the gloves, but her mom at the same time has been just consistently putting this pressure on her and getting in her head in yeah. a way that she knew she could get in her head. Um, so yeah. it's bad on all sides. It is. And after Felicity lets all of this rip, her mom just very tight lipped says, I'm sorry, you feel that way. Yeah. I'm and by that, say. yeah, she's like, and, and, and by like, sorry, you feel that way. She means, sorry, you feel like I'm pathetic and like I've given up in my life, you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if, I wonder how that makes Barbara feel. I wonder if Barbara, like, I wonder if, and we, we don't have this answer, but like, I wonder if Barbara, when she hears that from her daughter, if she sees it as true or if she sees it as false, like, does she, does Barbara think that she has given up? And when Felicity says it, she agrees and won't say that, but it cuts her a little bit. Or is Barbara like, no, I've been getting my life on track. This is where I need to be. Um, and like, that was a mean thing my daughter said. And I'm done with this night. <laughs> like, you, you well, know, Felicity like to what degree is... is she agreeing with with what Felicity says? Is what I wonder. I mean, it, the I'm sorry you feel that way does feel defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if she wasn't hurt by it, she could have said the exact same phrase, but had it be more open and empathetic. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she has retreated into herself to me makes it feel like Felicity's at least gotten a little bit in there. And her mom is probably telling herself right in her own head, in her own narrative, like, this is the way to go. This is the smart way. This is the stable way. Um, 
I want to bring this to my daughter. So my guess is this doesn't completely crack her, but Mm -hmm. it, it does. Yeah. I mean, it hurts and it may create more doubt or at least bring up doubt that she's had that Mm -hmm. she's been suppressing. Yeah. Um, I really feel like if she was a hundred percent real estate, she could say that line in a very open way and be very like empathetic about it. Like she could reach out and touch Felicity and say like, you know, I'm really sorry you feel that way about me. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is in fact, what I think is the right thing. Yeah. And I'm only trying to help. And you're like, I'm sorry, it's not helping you. How do I be more supportive? Like if she wasn't hurt, she could say those things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, very well could be. Felicity's going to, at this point, just call it quits on the night. She says, let's not go to the play. I don't want to go anymore. Um, I don't think her mom does either. Yeah, her mom just leaves. That's a good call. I just, you know, with their scenes, I feel like you're always going to get something really good when you put these two together. Like, as a scene. As a, as like a, there's so much under the surface and there's a lot being said, but there's just like this whole world of these people under the surface of it. And I think that especially because we we see what's under the surface with Felicity, Barbara, we just get these little glimpses of her. But like I become so curious about what makes Barbara tick when I see these scenes because I feel like it reads all over her face, but it's not in her lines, you know, and it's like, ooh. This is a woman who needs a therapist of her own. (laughs) This is a woman who probably has a whole lot to say when she goes out for, you know, to hang out with her girlfriends or whatever. Like, I I don't don't know. If she has girlfriends. If she has any. I don't think she does because her husband has, you know, really isolated her. The thing is that Felicity and her mom scenes are what you said earlier. They're so much more complex than Felicity and her dad scenes because- you know, they've just written her dad as black and white, Mm -hmm. you know, and they don't give us a lot of his backstory. We get the backstory of the mom in terms of her relationship with her father, right? We get it from her. Whereas it's like her dad's version of that was, well, I got a woman pregnant. Now I'm the provider, but we don't know what's behind that. So maybe we'll get to see a little bit of that from Ben, especially since he's going in, well, at least was going into the medical field. Um, And maybe, you know, on another watch or just thinking back to Felicity and her father, after seeing what Ben goes through, um, it might bring a little bit more context and complexity to that relationship. Mm -hmm. I think you're right, though. I think that in a way, uh, Edward Porter reads a little bit more flat because it's just like, I mean, the scenes are always good between Felicity and her dad, but it doesn't feel like there is a lot under the surface. It feels like Edward is this really uh, has is very strongly opinionated and is saying exactly what he thinks. And Felicity says what she thinks. And they just butt heads in a very direct way. I think Mm -hmm. that Barbara in in her face in all these different scenes we've seen her in from the very first episode the you know the pilot episode i feel like there's this mixture 
it's not alternating. It's all there at the same time. There's this mixture of like, I'm proud of my daughter. I'm inspired by my daughter. And maybe I'm threatened by my daughter. And like, if my daughter can do the thing she's saying she did, it sort of throws shade at how I live my life. Um, Like, and maybe like, I'm worried about my daughter and it's all in there at the same time in every scene. And I don't see the, the threat part as much as maybe like a hurt or a, she's going to have to deal with her own like mm-hmm. internal conflict over how she feels about her life. Yeah, that's fair. I think with threat, what I'm thinking of there, cause it's a weird word for me to use is more like, so if Felicity can, so in this situation, for example, if Felicity can go out there and she can make it work as an artist, then it direct, then it's almost like, oh, so maybe I could have done that as a writer, but instead I went to real estate. Like I took what felt like the more secure road, but it turns out it was totally possible for my daughter to do the harder like thing of, of following an uncertain dream. Um, so it's almost like when Felicity succeeds, it's almost like, ah, uh, I guess that was a path available to me, but Maybe. I didn't consider it. Um, well, so I wonder if there's it. a little bit there. Yeah, but didn't do it. Didn't do it. Yeah. So like, I guess that's what I mean there, but you feel the hurt. Um, I feel the hurt. And I do feel a threat to her own, to the story she's telling herself. Yeah. And to the, to, as I said, her her values you know mm-hmm. it seems like she does value um being set up and and being able to support herself and you know just live a certain lifestyle more than you know going after this passion um with the stories and felicity just has a different she just has a different mindset and part of it is age mm-hmm. and you know, part of it is them just being different people. Yeah. I think, you know, in TV and I guess movies too, we've seen a lot of characters that present really buttoned up and like, uh, like I could, like she, you could drop Barbara into a networking event at any moment and any time and she would totally be fine. Um, but what I actually see with Barbara is a woman who's kind of a mess all the time. So it's, yeah. or like deeply emotionally conflicted at every minute. So it's interesting for me to see these two things together, like in her moments of like deep emotional conflict, they're all like in a restaurant <laughs> or in yeah. public where you're like, oh, that one little look that she gave, but she can't do any of this in public. Um, and even in I mean, fights like this that are behind closed doors, she still she can say a little bit of what she thinks, but she's still, like you said, putting in these like little passive aggressive comments or these just like little moments of pressure or just these, have you ever thought about this sort of things that are actually very loaded. And she's still not coming at Felicity with her gloves off because she cannot do that in her life. Um, But she's got all this stuff happening underneath and it, and Felicity knows (laughs) Felicity is like totally got her number. Yeah. I don't know that she does though. I mean, her mom may have doubts, 
But at the end of the day, given her situation in life, given where she is and she has to retire and she has a daughter who is, you know, in school, it may be that she wants to go the safer route. I mean, that that just may be her decision and what she feels is right. But what she, I think, fails to see is how much she's hurting her daughter mm-hmm. um, by trying to help her, honestly. Yeah. By doing what she thinks is the right thing. She's yeah. creating all of this anxiety and fear and hurt and frustration in felicity and then felicity doesn't know what to do with it and so she ends up freaking out and then her mother i assume her mother can like hardly hear it right like once someone starts screaming at you like that like yeah maybe a little bit gets in um but from her posture from the way she responds it seems to me like she kind of turtled yeah yeah as i think most people would yeah uh that's true um it is interesting lot to say in for a small scene it's a lot to say um so ben we're gonna go to ben's room and felicity is gonna enter ben's been thinking yeah he's he's in his i'm lying back on a bed being super hot thinking yep that's what he does he screwed up his lab. Hodges wants a replacement. I I actually love this scene because he's, yes, he's not telling Felicity about Lauren yet, but the two of them come together as equals. And I, I think part of what Felicity was saying in the iceberg letter that I know you loved is that a big part of her love language is physical touch. And I think Ben, part of it is physical touch and part of it is words of affirmation. Um, And this is what's happening right now is like they're both comforting each other like she's curled up with him he's like you know playing with her hair they're like let's each tell each other the bad things that happened and tell each other it's going to be okay and you know ben says do you want to talk about this fight that you have with your mom felicity says you know do you want to talk about uh, what happened with the lab. It's just this really nice moment, especially contrasted to what just happened with her mom mm-hmm. of communicating without the full language, but in their own love languages yeah. and getting each other. Yeah, They feel better after this. Even Holy smokes, is that hide. fight with Felicity and her mom the last time we see her mom in this episode? I think so. I think so. That sucks. Um, <laughs> well, usually, usually I feel like the tendency is for Felicity to have a fight with one of her parents in one of the episodes and when they're there and up. then they make up at the end. But my goodness. Um, yeah. Because the rest of this episode, Felicity is going to be expressing a little bit of regret around how she talked to her mom 
but yeah. that's a weird way to end this visit um or start it <laughs> i don't know if that they had any other parts of the visit planned they oh, may well. have had a dinner that was on a different night that we're not sure about yeah well yeah i mean you're right i think this is a lovely scene between felicity and ben and um I think why this feels okay is that in the same episode, Ben will reveal the bigger secret that he's keeping from her in this moment. I yeah. think that um, we had qualms with Felicity at the beginning of season four, because she kept big secrets over many episodes and, uh, and it felt like a lot of lies. Whereas here, it doesn't feel like a lie that Ben's not saying the, the, big thing that's really on his mind because he's about to he's just like getting organized um it, it it's not an avoidance it's uh let me figure out what this is and i think he's got just about all the pieces of it now but um but by the end <laughs> he is gonna say i wish we could just stay this way forever yeah. Felicity is the same way. So they just kind of curl up and hide under the covers for a while. Yeah. Which, you know. I know. I know what that feels like. Nice. So, sometimes I think to myself, nothing can, nothing can happen to me while I'm in this bed. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if I close my eyes, you can't see me. Yes. Or hurt me. Yeah. I'm closing them. You're not there. Yep. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the ladies' apartment where Javier is still... <laughs> <laughs> watching all about eve he's just had it on repeat for is this one day is this seven days <laughs> is this, i don't know i'm going down the middle i think it's been four days okay four days he's just had all about eve on repeat megan comes in and she gives him an award for best actor this is how uh megan apologizes she does not use words um and and this is what got me thinking about love languages because Javier's love language is one of them, at least is clearly gifts. Mm -hmm. So she is apologizing appropriately by handing Javier a gift. And, um, she doesn't have to say she's sorry after that. No, I guess not. Um, Javier I, is going to Javier apologize is. for hurting her feelings. But she does not apologize back. She says, uh, I don't she want to be like Margo. She apologized with the trophy. Yeah, that's true. That was her apology. But she's going to get a little vulnerable. She says, I don't want to be like Margo. And Javier is going to try to double down on the vulnerability, which won't be accepted by Megan. He's <laughs> like, she, but, but in the movie, she was sad. Are you sad about something? She's like, meh. Anyway, you were good. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make me wonder, is she sad about something? We haven't seen a lot of like Megan and Sean stuff, I feel like recently. There's been Megan stuff and Sean stuff that involved Schmegan. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't, there was her sister. But I feel like we don't have a lot of like Megan, Megan stuff. Like, what is Megan planning on doing? Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the truth of Megan for the whole series. Like they just don't give us. Well, then why say this line? Like, maybe you're sad. Well, is she sad? Like, are you going to explain that? Is she no. sad? 
And all I'm here to say is I have a lot of beefs with all, like so many beefs, <laughs> all of the beefs with the writers in this episode. So if they threw yeah. another cruddy line like this in there without fleshing it out, it doesn't surprise me one bit. Okay. Got uh, it. Yeah. I blame the writers. Uh, Megan leaves. Javier is going to give an acceptance speech holding his award. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. But we're going to go to Ben and Lauren. Um, ben, another very direct conversation between these two. Ben Again, has made a decision. It. He's going to say, I can't be part of this. I'm sorry. And Lauren very reasonably says, look, I understand. And not only do I understand, like, don't feel bad about this. Ben's like, well, I do. And I'm going to feel bad for a while. But I know what I want and raising a kid isn't it. Yeah. Which, I mean, in all fairness, if he doesn't want to raise a child, he probably shouldn't be raising a child. Um, Although I am going to, like, if Lauren's there and she can keep it together, great. Um, Honestly, if you don't want to raise a kid and your only other option is a foster care system, then perhaps raise a kid. Just saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, they they really went for brevity and utility with these Ben and Lauren scenes. It's like, they this is not where they want the drama to be. They want the drama to be in everything that comes after this. So they had to get through the logistics of all this. Like, we're not haggling over whether she's Custody. having this baby. Yeah. You know, we're not haggling over whether it's his. We're going to take care of all of that in one episode so we can show you something you haven't seen yet on this show which is yeah, you know Lauren being weird and like crazy and like and confrontational stuff yeah um so there's all that and you know now that felicity and ben are back together you know what is this going to do to them which we will see a little bit of the shades of that by the end of this episode so let's go back to the studio where Felicity is looking at a painting. Her painting, I think. Probably. Makes sense. And Owen's going to come in. He's going to be as supportive as ever. And I'm just saying, Barbara, get out a notepad and a pen. Yeah. This is how you talk to Felicity. Yeah. He's going to invite her to go to some more galleries today. And Felicity's like, oh, not today. No, she just needs to think. She needs yeah. to think about art. So well, he's going to sit down next to her yeah. and, and have this conversation. He says, are you still thinking about that career stuff? Yeah. He says, well, here's the good news. You're talented. And if you want to do this, you can do this. And Felicity's like, yeah, well, that's not what my parents think. And everyone's like, parents, huh? Let me tell you, I got two of them. And uh, I think I should be an accountant. Imagine that. She's like, no. (laughs) I can't imagine you being an accountant. I just, I wish I didn't care what they thought. And then I would like to pose this question to Melissa since we are both 40. Um, Felicity then says, you know, is this ever going to go away? This caring 
about what our parents think. Like when we're 40, will we still care what our mom and dad thinks? Melissa, at 40, do you still care what your mom and dad think? No. There you go. There's your answer. Um, I would generally say, like, certainly on a professional level, no. And about the things that I, like, value and, like, my own, like, yeah, like, my values, who I am, all that stuff, no. Do I care, like, if I were to, like, hurt my mom's feelings by accident, then yes. Okay, like, I care about that and, like being able to communicate well but like their opinion about me as a person no yeah now owen is going to disagree with us and say yes so i'm just going to say listeners you got two different opinions here Mm -hmm. you've got two from people who are 40 and one from an actor i will say that not everybody I I do think that a lot of people live their whole lives caring what their parents think. So I think that there is a world where this is true. I think that we've had a particular journey ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I don't assume that everybody is going to have the same answer at 40 or at any age on this. But if you want to get to a place where your parents' opinion of you doesn't matter, and that's important for you to do, it is possible. Yes. So I, you know, I would say that um, Owen's going to sort of make it light, but he's going to say, promise me something. Lizzie, like, you always do this, Owen. You <laughs> promise me not to feel weird after we have a date and go, go back to the studio. You promise me, you make me promise you things. <laughs> um, and he says, yeah, well, promise me just whatever you do that you're not going to do real estate. <laughs> and she says, you know what? Okay, I will promise you that if you promise me, you won't become an accountant. Oh, these two. Yeah, and he's like, no problem. Yeah, that's good. All right. Um, I don't know. Scene of the episode? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there have been some scenes. This one coming up for me. It's really at the top of the list. Um. I do want to say, because this is not a big point for this scene, but I just happen to notice it. So Ben always calls Hodges, sir. Oh. I think this is the first scene in which he ever actually calls him professor. Oh, interesting. Which I thought was very weird. Okay. But that has nothing to do with the actual scene. And yeah. please call me out if I'm wrong. If he said professor at some other point. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go to Hodge's office. He's he's looking through a microscope um, and Ben enters and interrupts him, asks if they can talk. And so Hodge is like, for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's like, uh, have a second. Hodge yeah. is like, you can have a second. Yeah. Time's up. But Ben's just going to jump right in. He's like, look, I screwed up. You make your expectations clear. I didn't meet them. There is a reason which I took care of. 
And what I love about this is he does exactly what we kept saying Felicity should do. Ah. He immediately takes responsibility and says it won't happen again. Yeah. And he said, look, if there's one thing I tried to show you all of last semester, it's that I care that this is important to me. Mm-hmm. I This is how you do apologies. Yes. For me, technically, and he doesn't say sorry. Them. Yeah, but but he also but takes ownership. Yeah, like I, I, I want to take some notes from Ben here for when I need these moments in my, you know, when I have moments in my life where I need to do this. I want to have the. Yeah, I mean, next courage. time that I, you know, hurt your feelings, just remember this scene. You know, I'm gonna repeat it word for word. <laughs> whether it relates or not it actually is a pretty good boilerplate (laughs) it's not bad um but when i get to the part about last semester you're gonna have to ignore that yeah just insert new time frame yeah no or situation incorrect okay it's not gonna happen all right well hodges after this rousing speech hodges gives him another chance and um it's just like okay don't let that happen again. And Ben says, no way in heck. Not on my watch. <clears throat> and Hodges says, yeah, I know. You want to talk about it? And my notes, I put a little, <laughs> a, I put a little frowny face with one single tear. <laughs> Do you want I to mean, talk about it? It's like Ben has melted his heart. And he, and, and he then melted my heart. And now who's, who's got a heart? Melted I don't hearts. Know. Uh guys, Hodges, just, right? I don't know if, this is a gem on this rewatch for me. I don't know if I ever really clocked the Hodges scenes in previous swatches. And I want more Hodges. I agree. It's going in our petition. <laughs> yeah. Oh my right. God, he is delightful. And if yes. I don't remember to put him as like my number one on my list of <laughs> favorite minor characters, mm-hmm. um, when we get to our season recap, guys, if 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 we if we get to the season recap and I have forgotten to put Hodges, call me to the like call me to the mat. <laughs> like that cannot be. Ah. Al has been unseated. Well, for this season, okay. Oh, okay. We're not going to do an overall. Right. Well, I mean, Al hasn't been in this season, and he won't be, as far as I remember. Al wasn't in last season. He was still one of my favorites. Okay. Because okay. we established he wasn't dead. All right. Well, there's that. Yeah. Well, Ben Ben is going to say no, but thank you. He's, he's and I think gonna... the thank you is a double thank you. It's like, thank you for taking me, you know, back on as the research assistant. But also, thank you for, like, like being human about this like there's a there's a vibe like thank you for asking yeah i agree with that oh fish um i think i mean i didn't really need to write any notes except the frowny face with a single tear um (laughs) that just is how i felt about this whole scene this guy is the father not the father we got but why is it a frowny face? I don't know because what, who smiles while they're crying? I mean, is that a thing? Yeah, if they're tears of joy, you're laughing maybe, but I 
I don't, it would be wacky <laughs> if I watched a scene, started laughing so hard I cried. No, no, no. But you can have tears of joy. It's I, not laughing. I don't know if that is appropriate for the watch of this scene, though. But did you feel sad when he said, want to talk about it? I felt, oh, and when you look at the aw face, it's more of a frown than a smile. <laughs> Listeners, try this at home. Go to a mirror. Try going, aw, and see if that turns into a smile. Like, work with me. Is, but is it really a frown is the question. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it can be. Okay. Uh, well, all right. All right. I'll give it to you. Grant you that. All right. So <laughs> web group graphics. First day at the new job of a job. Mm-hmm. Noel and Sean are there. Zoe comes up to him. Mm-hmm. Noel's going to introduce Sean and Zoe. Sean is going to make a hasty retreat to yeah, go read the room. something. Yeah, he notices they wanted a moment to talk. Zoe's going to screw everything up for Noel's getting his ducks in a row and be like, <laughs> so I broke up with that guy. He just wasn't right for me. He's like, ah. <laughs> Noel has his ducks in a row and Zoe just walks right up to them and kicks a duck. Yeah, pretty much. Duck pretty kicker. Much. Starts putting them in a sack and walking away with them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all of these things are funny to imagine. Um, yeah. Webb is going to call over to Sean and Noel to begin their first meeting. And Noel and Zoe look back at each other and smile. Uh-oh. Yeah, that that look back from Noel was like, oof, this is going to be trouble. Yeah. And also, she has all your ducks in a bag. <laughs> she put your ducks in a sack and she's walking away. <laughs> last season it was, no, last season it was nothing. Second season it was rabbits. Yeah. This season it's ducks, but they're alive. One season you thought you had to kill sheep to shear them. That's Remember right. That? Yeah. That was the first I season, I think. That was good times. Yeah. We were so young then. No, no sheep, ducks, or rabbits were actually harmed in the, making of in the recording of this podcast. Yeah. We want PETA, just be aware. Be aware yeah. that none of those things happened. Yeah. Okay. So here's where we're going to pretty much set up the rest of the season. So, Ben. Felicity is coming home. She's coming up the elevator. Ben's meeting her right off the elevator. Oh, I got to talk to you. Let's go inside. Oh, boy. Yep. I mean, he, once they get inside, like he can't even look at her at first. He's like, yeah. how am I going to say this? How am I, I have been rehearsing this in my head for God knows how long, but he's just, he can't look at her. And then He's like, all right, we're doing this. And he makes eye contact and he's just like, look, whatever happens, all I want you to know is that we are going to be okay. That is going to be a refrain he maintains for episodes. He'd have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean. It, and actually like this this scene is sort of a microcosm of the rest of this season proper up through the graduation um so he's like okay we're gonna be okay but 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, he says, we're going to be okay. And then he stops talking. And Felicity's just looking at him saying, uh, okay, say stuff. Like, I, I'm getting worried. Like, continue sentence. You're really freaking me out now. Talk. Yeah, because <laughs> he can't. He just can't. And then he finally does. And he's like, Lauren's pregnant. It's mine. And Felicity is stunned. Stunned. And so then Ben he's has like, to keep talking. Yeah, he's like, okay, so it was one night while we were broken up. And Felicity is still stunned. Felicity is stunned, but she asks the first question that everyone seems to be asking of Lauren. Mm-hmm. Are you having the baby? Maybe she's having it, yeah. I mean, was it just like assumed that she wasn't going to have this baby? I mean... It just seems like in this episode, Lauren was asked or it was asked about Lauren like at least three to four times. And it was the only thing asked, like, are you having the baby? And it's like, I mean, was there an automatic assumption that she was going to have an abortion? No, but I do think it's if Lauren weren't having the baby, that was a much easier solution for both Ben and Felicity. So that's almost the wishful thinking question. It's yeah, like it would the, have to be because the way Ben's talking about it, sure as heck seems like the answer does. is yes. It does because I feel like if if it was that she was not going to have the baby, that also would have been included in the first batch of things that he said to her. Yes. Um. Like, Lauren's pregnant, it's mine, but she's not having it, but I thought you should know. Yeah. Like, that would have been part of the initial reveal, but Felicity does clarify, so she's having it. Ben's like, yeah. Then he's like, I love you. This doesn't change anything. I'm sorry. Uh, They hug, and Felicity's just got worry all over her face. I just had shock. Like, I couldn't even come up with an emotion. Yeah. I was just like, completely i mean she just got so much information again like this episode is full of just like dumping information on people yeah yeah it's a lot all at once and again they're they're expediting all of it because they don't want to spend multiple episodes going through all these micro reveals they're they want to move past that really quickly you know maybe if they had had certainty that they had 22 episodes this season we would have seen all of this breathe a little bit more um i am very much okay with the ben and lauren dialogue mm -hmm. i like that to the point we're communicating really well dialogue yeah i would have liked it even if they had a a for sure 20 what four 25 season episodes yeah Okay. Well, there you have it. Um, but that's our that's our episode. So, fish. Mm-hmm. Who's the who's the worst? We need to do that. You're the worst segment. Do you have somebody who who's the worst? I do, and we've talked about it. But I'm coming down on one side. Barbara, you're the worst. It is bad enough that you were giving up on your dream, but pressuring Felicity to do the same 
as Melissa likes to say, is beyond the pale. I understand that your intentions are good. You worry about Felicity. You want her to have a stable future. But you are transferring your fear onto her, and she has enough to deal with. Felicity is taking a risk for something that she is passionate about and that could affect the rest of her life, and she's terrified. And she told you she's terrified. And instead of supporting and reassuring her, you basically said, you should be. Try taking a note from Owen. This is the way to speak to Felicity, telling her that you believe in her, that you know her artwork will sell, she can be a success. Uh, even if you don't believe it at first, just keep saying it, make it, uh, fake it till you make it. But what you're saying is not helpful. It's increasing her anxiety and playing off of her desire for your approval is manipulative and selfish. You're trying to calm your fears by controlling your daughter. And that makes you the worst. Felicity's mom, Barbara Hunter, Porter Hunter. You are the worst. Yep. Yeah. And I recognize that like there's other stuff that can go into that. And maybe that's not her actual motivation. But that's what I took away from this. It can be seen in different ways. Oh, that's a nice disclaimer you added there. <clears throat> yeah. It's, like, okay. it's what I like to do. This yeah. is how I feel very strongly about something. But also you know just just be careful just sure don't 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 do anything you're cynical even about your own ranch i like it yeah yeah that's very on brand yeah perfect Mm -hmm. well fish we have an assortment of feedback from our our listeners today so let's get to our favorite segment (gasps) after you listen to this tape you have to erase it yay Okay. Well, okay. This is a, this is a short comment, but you know, we mentioned Colleen Tenbus earlier and I'm just going to mention her again here. Okay. I like Zoe. She's one of my favorite not core characters. Ooh. Okay. I wanted to, we have a lot of Zoe feedback, but I'm saving a lot of it. So I thought I'd throw that one in there because first of all, not everybody felt that way about Zoe. Um, (laughs) But right now, Fish, how are you feeling about Zoe? I mean, there, there isn't, she's been in what, like two, three episodes, like maybe a total of five, 10 minutes. Sure. Like there, I don't have much information about her. She's, she's gorgeous. She seems nice. Mm-hmm. She's in the same field as Noel. She looks like Ruby. Um, from what you've told me, it's going to get weird. A little bit. I do like though, the, what she brings out of Noel. In almost all cases, I think. I no... mean, it's more positive than what either Tara Banks or Felicity bring out in him. Yeah, I, th- I think I think maybe Noel is the most. I'm just going to put this out there. I think Noel might be the most balanced version of himself with Zoe than with any other person. Hmm. Right. Um, 
I don't know, something about him seems a little less frenetic and a little bit more like, I've been around the block. I know what I want and what I don't. Okay. Um, I think he approaches all of this with a lot more maturity than we've ever seen from him. But we'll see if that holds up. Um, okay. So we've got a couple of sort of like, no, okay. Let's let's go to a comment from at Galinsky underscore. Because Fish, in season four, episode nine, we both, well, let's, we, we spoiled a lot of stuff. And we ranted about some things. <laughs> things, one of those things really paid off today. But the other thing was your thing. <laughs> at Galinsky underscore says, I loved Fish's rant about streetcar. Ooh. Okay. I agree they could have picked a more appropriate literary reference. Dawson's Creek actually did this extremely well with movies and even the play Two Gentlemen of Verona when the rivalry between Pacey and Dawson was explored. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this one was better all about Eve, but like, I mean, I've already said how I feel. Like, Stanley's the worst. That was terrible. No, no, no relevance whatsoever. I'm with you, Galinsky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got a couple of people who have like sort of two-part comments, comments on two separate things. So we'll address those, uh, you know, in two halves. At Comb Me Maybe says about Trevor, at least Ben has someone to talk to. Ha ha. They removed his relationship with Sean and Javier, the only two people Ben actually opens up to, sort of, except for Felicity. Almost everybody knows Felicity's secrets, plus she has Sally and Dr. Pavan, but we can't know what Ben is thinking of unless he tells someone. I think that's what Alanon and Trevor are for. That makes sense. Devices. But I also think Alanon is there because of his whole father thing. And I think it explains a lot about his backstory and his character. And I, I guess Trevor makes sense. I don't, I feel like Sean could have been substituted in that sense. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But you're right. They took him away. So apparently they had to get him close to Noel. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at Comey maybe also wanted to make some comments about Owen, he says, or she, whoever you are, at Comey maybe, says, Sean Hatosi, who was Owen, got to play Brothers with Speedman years later on Animal Kingdom. He even posted a screenshot of them at Felicity's door on his Instagram. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, they had a lot more. They worked pretty closely together on that show, where with this one, they pretty much just had that moment, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now we have a, a comment from at insta.mickey that, that sort of runs runs across a few different things, but then really focuses in. Okay. So we're going to start here. Zoe is here. <laughs> she made me not dislike Noel so much in season four. And I like the piano instrumental in Fen scenes. Turns out it's the Ben and Felicity music theme for the season. Now, also, I loved the Owen character mentioning the kazoo. <laughs> I didn't remember this at first. I laughed a lot with the podcast. He would be a great addition to the band. <gasps> 
But have you have you guys seen that the actor Sean Hatosi played? I think that's how you say his name, Sean Hatosi. I don't know. Uh, played Scott Speedman's character's Boz brother on Animal Kingdom. He played Pope. That show is great. Scott is great on that show. And then I went to Wikipedia to check Sean, and he had a band. <laughs> LOL. Probably him or Owen could be on the band without the actor knowing that, of course. So I'm thinking that this band <laughs> needs a ukulele, right? Calypso drums, trumpet. I could for sure not play the ukulele. <gasps> LOL. Kazoo being the hardest instrument, we could add Owen and or Sean to help us. It's locked. All right. So we've got, as of right now, um, Mickey on the ukulele. We've got me on the, the calypso drums, the steel drums. You on the mouth trumpet. Flash, uh, making being the kazoo. What? Like me on the, on, yeah, like vocals that sound like kazoo without actually being the kazoo. Correct. But really sound like a trumpet. I mean, okay. it really sounds more like a trumpet. Um, Sean on or the... Owen. So either one of them on the kazoo? I thought yeah, they were different same instruments. Same person, but one's the character, one's the actor. Okay, we're going to have to get um we're gonna get some cgi in there sure and or if we could find out if he has a twin we can just play some you know we could also loop him not a problem this is this is like so many ways we could solve this problem yeah yeah this is not a problem yeah um all right we have our band that's it i will say caribbean rhomboid everybody it's look, not here to stay look for cds coming out never look for <laughs> itunes audio files coming out never and look for us to never tour yep it's going to be a blast and playing uh, at no nightclubs no near you <laughs> uh yeah it's gonna be amazing i mean and we're working on our not website perfect uh yeah we're gonna have to have a uh blank spotify playlist um and and i just want to say like i think our agreement was it will continue to be open so if others do want to join either kazoo playing or not you know what you know we just came up with a whole new instrument to add um you, we're pretty open to you not doing anything you want <laughs> we also need a not a manager that's true and a not yes. a marketer mm-hmm. and a not, i mean guys <laughs> the whole business side of this yeah is, we haven't I even mean, started to think look, about some people are going to have to make the business side not work yeah i mean do you have a not a recording studio well we don't want to perform <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows any label executives, definitely don't talk to them on our behalf. (laughs) This is going to be a worldwide not sensation. Yeah. Any songwriters want to write, not write original songs for us to perform? I think we could be as big as the Spice Girls reunion. Easily. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't even a question yeah um my goodness wow uh this is good stuff we were doing some of our best work here Mm -hmm. in season four Mm -hmm. oh we're so excited well you know 
that's uh that's the audience feedback <laughs> <laughs> and now fish we get to share our thoughts on this episode so yeah maybe you should start with this because my god i'm gonna nope i feel like you should start i think i went first last time okay well i'm gonna rate this one in gallery owners oh the animatronic type yeah okay and um this may even be generous. I'm going to give this one a 4.9 out of 10 gallery owners. Okay. You came in higher than I thought you would. Yeah. So, look, there was some stuff that I thought was great in this episode, but unfortunately we had a dear Sally segment. <laughs> we had a complete obliviousness to time, mm -hmm. like both in making two months equal four months and for some reason, it bothered me more in this episode than it usually does that. I think it's been done before where we're not at all chronological in an episode, but it really was jarring to me in this one where it kept being like, oh, this is the next day. This is the same day. This is two days later. And this is what it was like, wait a minute. I, you know, some of this, some of this really felt like it needed to line up better for me than it did. And I'm sure they've done that in a lot of episodes, but I noticed it here and I fault you writers. Um, <laughs> but I didn't go lower than the 4.9 because first of all, Hodges, mm -hmm. second of all, I think the Barbara stuff is awesome. I think, you know, she continues to really create interesting scenes for us to talk about <clears throat> that eve gordon um i mean those those for me are the strongest points i like i really like owen i like how good a friend he is and um how genuine that feels in as short a time as we've had to develop that relationship i'm not sold on the javier and megan stuff <clears throat> i know that you you felt better about it than i did um i think that you know the they're about to take a weird turn with Lauren, but Lauren was downright reasonable in this episode. I like Zoe. So I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I did like, but the stuff that I didn't like, I blame the writers That's all the way. And that stuff is very fixable, you know, like, and they just didn't. So 4.9 out of 10 gallery owners. Okay. Well, I, I went into this one with very low expectations because mm -hmm. Melissa was very clear that this was not a great episode. Um, so given that, uh, I really liked it. Um, I think for a lot of the reasons that you said, like I loved all the stuff with Owen and all the stuff with Hodges. And you're right. I actually thought the Megan and Javier stuff was great especially compared to freaking streetcar. Um, I will now forever have a picture of Zoe in my head, tiptoeing across the pond, scooping up a bunch of ducks in a bag and then tiptoeing away going, hee hee hee. Um, I like the way that Ben and Lauren are communicating. I get that maybe it's just for the, the expediency of, you know what is to to happen next uh and that something is like hanging above our heads now but i think they communicated really well and maturely and she was yeah very reasonable and accommodating given what's going on um 
the little moments between Ben and Felicity where they just got each other, you know, and, and we're like communicating and asking what's wrong. And then that really compared to everything that happened with Barbara, which was just such a freaking mess. Um, but it was supposed to be a mess. So it's complicated. It's, it's great to talk about, um, you know, just the, the different, different communication styles and, and what they think about each other. Um, I would say the least engaging stuff for me was probably the, like the Noel and Zoe stuff, just cause I don't know, maybe there, there just wasn't enough of it in here for me to really get invested in something that's then going to happen. Like I understand that something happens, but I don't know, like it, it just, there just wasn't enough of it. Um, and I, you know, I just don't have that much trouble with the time thing. Um, and yeah, I just sort of let it go. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's like the dear Sally thing. It just doesn't bother me. I mean, I there think, are things that bother me. You know, I think there, there are, are other people who me. feel that same way. I think almost everybody does. And I think I'm just dying on the hill alone. You know, sometimes you got to pick a hill and die on it. And if this is yours, go for it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Trevor, meh. I like that he was being supportive of Ben. Um, and that Megan's apology was a trophy. And I liked thinking about the different love languages in this. I liked that that gave me a moment to really think about that. I think I'm going to try to track that more as we go forward. Um, so besides the, like, I don't know, Nolan Zoe stuff, which was just kind of a meh for me, I really liked everything else. So I'm going to go with like a 9.5. Okay. There just, you have it. I, I really enjoyed this one. I enjoyed the, I also enjoyed our our discussion of the animatronic curator. Yes, she was lovely. And the new episode, Colleen Temis's mini dick move of the of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. Wow, look at you. 9.5 out of 10 gloves, 4.9 out of 10 gallery owners. That's our thoughts about future shock. Yeah. And we want to hear what you all have to say. So send us your feedback, your Felicity fan art, whatever you want to tell us, send it to us at themelissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's, themelissafish at gmail.com. And you can also be part of the discussion happening with lots of cool people over on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. If you'd like to know when we drop a new episode of the podcast, you can check out our newsletter. Sign up for that by going to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Check your show notes. The link is in there. And while you're there, go ahead, write and review us so that other people, other awesome people can find this podcast and become part of the discussion. So Fish, next mm-hmm. episode that we're going to talk about is called Kiss and Tell. What do you think that episode's about? 
Hmm. Well, I'm assuming it's Zoe and Noel. I just don't know who they're telling. Maybe her father? That seems weird. Um, Joanna, who needed help with the mailbox? Possibly. I mean, yes. So this should be my guess, that uh, Noel kisses Zoe, and then they both go and tell Joanna next time she needs her mailbox opened. Like, I am very sorry, Joanna. I have felt the sexual vibes. I was actually encouraged to ask you out by multiple members of the place that I'm not supposed to be living. But Zoe and I have kissed. Um, <laughs> I think that's uh, that's going to be a thing. Let's see. Anyone else who I actually think this could happen to? Don't think it's going to be Shauna, like a Shauna and Megan thing. I don't think it's going to be a Ben and Felicity thing because I don't think Owen's getting in there. Um, who Elena Trevor is already kind of a thing. Um, who's left? I mean, Hodges and his lovely wife. I mean, I hope it's Pam and Owen. Owen. It's not good. Oh, wham. Oh, wham. I don't oh, mind that as much. Okay. It's better than Poen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, all I can think of is it's, it's so it involves Zoe and Noel. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know who else it could be. All right. Well, there it is. Kiss and tell coming up next. That's what we'll talk about. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to say about this one, Fish? Nope. I think we said it. We said did. it all. Sure did. All right. Until next time, fish. Don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a rectangular fish. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>